Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every single Thursday. Podcast1.com and iTunes are the ways to get it. And thank you for getting it. And thank you for listening and streaming or downloading and subscribing. It is greatly appreciated. And we've got another double dip for you this week. Two interviews lined up. I think you're going to enjoy them both. One made a lot of news When I first aired it exactly a week ago today, if you're listening on post day, as I always say, the interviews that you hear on my podcast originate on my daily radio show on Sirius XM Volume 106, which you can hear daily live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time and replaying every night 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time if you are a Sirius XM subscriber. They're also available on the app on demand on the Sirius XM app. For those that don't subscribe to SiriusXM, or for those that live outside of the U.S. or Canada, here on the podcast, you get a little sample of what I do on a daily basis on the radio show by pulling one of the interviews that I've done recently and presenting it to you with some fresh content around it here on this podcast. And that's what I'm going to do with two interviews today, the first of which made, as I said, a lot of news a week ago when it first aired, and it didn't. I didn't intend for that to happen. Nobody saw that coming, but sometimes that's just how things go. So last Thursday, I had the opportunity to host a private function, a private concert event in at someone's home in Austin, Texas. There, These private concerts are way more prominent than you would ever believe, and the reason why you don't know about them happening is because they are private. Obviously, by nature of what it is, it is not open to the public. It's not a ticketed event. People who have money, who are wealthy and are able to afford it, can hire any entertainment to play in people's backyards or in private settings or renting out clubs or what have you. It is way more common than you think amongst wealthy people who are able to afford this. Everybody from Bon Jovi on has done private concerts, corporate concerts, concerts you would never know about. 
So this was the second time I had a chance to work for this gentleman, whose name is Randy, in Austin, Texas. And he is gracious enough to hire me to host these events for him now. And this time he had performing in his backyard, Rick Springfield and George Lynch, along with Jeff Blando, who actually puts a lot of this together from the musical's perspective, and Stephen Piercy. So I have to do, as I've been telling you guys, doing this daily radio show, I have to do it from wherever I am every day, Monday through Friday. And I have the ability to do that as long as I have an internet connection. So I ended up doing the show a week ago from this gentleman's living room. And I reached out to Rick Springfield and I reached out to George Lynch and Stephen Piercy, who were all the entertainment that day, and asked them if they'd like to come on the show as guests. And Stephen did not do it. I don't think he was there in time. And honestly, I these guys are all friends, Stephen and, and George, of course. But I don't think Stephen is still ready to talk about the rat thing and they are ready to go on the record with it. So I did do an interview with Rick Springfield, which was a lot of fun. And I'll probably bring that to you in a future podcast if I can. But I this week wanted to kind of fast track the George Lynch interview a little bit because it pertains to Rat and it made a ton of news on the various rock music websites right after the live radio show happened. Because Lynch is a guy that is in a lot of different bands at the moment. And there was a rumor floating around out there. Now, now tying George to the rat thing, it's it's fairly well known at this point that Warren Demartini is no longer in rat. Stephen Piercy and Juan Krausier released a statement a couple of weeks ago saying that the new breed of rat was coming, making no mention of Warren. It has been widely reported Warren is out of the band, and that press release would lead you to believe that is indeed the case. So who is in Rat beyond Stephen and Juan? Nobody knows. There was a rumor circulating that George Lynch was approached about the gig. George Lynch would be a great fit for Rat, and I think if you're going to have any chance at really surviving without Warren Martini, you need to bring in a name noted player like a George Lynch. That's just my opinion. So it made sense. It makes no sense why Warren is out of the band and we don't know why still, but if you're going to reach out to someone, George is a pretty good place to start. I think there would be a lot of people curious to hear what that would sound like and would be interested in that. So in the conversation you're about to hear, George dropped by, literally jumped out of this guy's pool. (laughs) And I've known George for a long time. I find him to be a great guy. I really do. I find him very, you know, fun to talk to and honest and unfiltered and engaging. And George dropped by and we hit on all of these various bands and projects that he is doing and the potential future of doing more with Dokken and all that sort of stuff. And then... I mentioned Stephen Piercy during George's you're about George's interview, which you're about to hear, and I said, I don't think Stephen is ready to talk about rat yet. And then George responded by saying something to the effect of, Well, I can talk about rat. And then it hit me at that moment. Wait a minute. George was rumored to be joining rat 
Let's see what he has to say. And you'll hear what he has to say in the interview in just a couple of minutes. But this was not planned. This just happened. And this made news like crazy because it confirmed a couple things. It confirmed that Warren Martini is absolutely no longer a member of RAT. There still was no official statement, but it's pretty obvious he's not. It also confirmed something that more and more people are being transparent about, that the music industry is a business and the money was not right and George was not happy with the deal and declined taking the offer. Nothing wrong with that. Bill Ward said the same thing. Izzy Stradlin has said the same thing about why they didn't rejoin their bands. You want a fair shake. You want a certain amount of money. And above all the other stuff I talk about with George, this was a revealing moment. Now, what I can update you on is that after the interview you're about to hear took place, I talked to Stephen Piercy. And Stephen told me that Rat indeed is going to have a new lineup. And that lineup will be revealed not in advance of the first show. I believe the first show that this new breed of Rat is going to play is scheduled for mid-July. And they, Stephen told me they have new guitar players, but they will not reveal them like no press release or not letting anybody know who they are until they play their first show. So they're basically just going to play the first show with these new guys and then let the world find out who they are and make their own evaluations. There's not going to be any advance notice as to who the players are. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. I think first and foremost, probably they're not named guys. If you don't want to pay George Lynch what he wants, you're probably going to go for more unknown guys that are going to come a little cheaper looking for their opportunity. That's not to say whoever they are, and I don't know who they are. That's not to say that that they are good or bad or whatever, but an unknown guy without a lot of name value is going to come in a lot cheaper than a guy with a lot of name value. And... The other thing, too, is if they announce it in advance, and I think it's kind of smart doing it this way, if they announce it in advance, people are going to be, no matter how you slice it, people are going to be angry that George, that uh, Warren Martini isn't there. So if you announce it in advance, it gives the opportunity for everybody to tee off on who these guys are and that they're in the band, whether they're good or not good. If you just play and here they are and then people make their comments maybe a little easier. So I think that's what it's really about. But there will be a new version of Rat. You guys can make your own assessments, whether you like what they're doing or not, whether you're supportive of it or not, and what they sound like without Warren Martini, which I'm pretty sure is the first time the band has ever existed without Warren. I think he's been there the entire time. So that's interview number one, George Lynch with the revelation about Rat and a lot of other good stuff in the Lynch interview as well. And then interview number two, Bobby Dahl of Poison checks in. Poison currently on the road with Cheap Trick. I'll be hosting a show with them the final date of their tour, July 1st, at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida. And 
hadn't talked to Bobby in a long time. It was great to catch up with him. You may or may not know this, but Bobby Dahl is actually the guy who pretty much runs the business of Poison. Every band sort of has that one member that deals with management and deals with a lot of the business aspects behind the scenes of the band. Bobby is that guy in Poison. Bobby's had some issues over the years. It's good to see, hear him sounding happy and healthy and good to see Poison out there doing some, some some stuff. And he did check in from the road with me to talk a little bit about the current Poison tour and the potential future for Poison. So George Lynch, first up, followed by Bobby Dahl, second, and another double dip of the Eddie Trunk podcast. Remember, if you are shopping on Amazon, do it by starting on my page, amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Also, very important, and I ask you to please help me spread the word about this, my brand new TV show. It is now coming very, very soon, a week from this Sunday, July 1st, Access TV. Trunkfest is the show. Very first episode from Sturgis, South Dakota. This is a new weekly show of me covering music festivals around the country. And it will premiere on July 1st on Access TV, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 Central. And I really appreciate you spreading the word and let people know about it. I think you're going to like it. I am still inundated with people asking me about that metal show coming back, which I greatly appreciate. If we find a network that runs, wants to run that metal show, as I say, we will all do it again tomorrow. But until that time, time moves on and everybody goes on and does uh, their next things. And for me, Trunk Fest is the next thing. I'm very excited about it. I'm very proud. The ne- the uh, network has been great to me. The producers and folks that work on it with me have been great to work with. Again, I've worked with some of them in the past. And it's an exciting project that I think you're going to like. It has nothing to do with that metal show. It is not an interview show it is not anything to do with in any similar way that metal show. So I, I'm not telling you it is a substitute for that, but it is a brand new TV thing that I'm very excited about hosting. And if you can get the word out and tell others about it and set your DVRs, I would appreciate it. Again, July 1st, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, every Sunday night after for eight weeks, Trunk Fest on Access TV. If you are not familiar with Access TV, on your channel grids, it comes up as AXS. I have a lot of people that spell it out in the word access. That is not the case. It is AXS. It is not on some cable systems. Here in the New Jersey, New York area where the cable vision system is huge, unfortunately, they do not carry the channel. I don't know about any online platforms that you can use if you don't get the channel. I can tell you it is available on Sling and some of those outlets, but if there is a way or you get it or you can upgrade your service to get it, Access TV, AXS TV, it has a bunch of great music programming beyond my show, which debuts there, as I said, on July 1st. Just shot a uh, an episode of it recently at Mountain Jam. I've got one more to shoot to put a cap on the first season. And that that big premiere, most important, if you will watch it, DVR it, Spread the word about it, July 1st, 9.30 Eastern, Trunk Fest. All right, so let's um, 
get a break. Let's come back. Let's talk to George Lynch. Let's do a break. We'll talk to Bobby Doll of Poison. And remember, as always, connect with me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Eddie Trunk. Twitter, where I am probably the most active. EddieTrunk.com is the official online home. Mention July 1st, not only the premiere of Trunk Fest, but also the appearance that I'll be doing in Florida with Poison and Cheap Trick. July 13th, I will be at the IDL Ballroom in Tulsa for Dokken. July 28th, back at the IDL to host a free show with Bisto Blanco. Also, the Hair Nation Tour presented by Sirius XM, featuring Jack Russell's Great White, Bullet Boys, and Enough's Enough. I will be hosting stops on that tour in Dallas, Houston, L.A., Vegas, Anaheim, New Jersey, and Philly. Tickets and all the information you need at LiveNation.com. And hope to see you out there if you're attending those stops on that tour. All right, let's get a a break and we'll come back and we'll uh, talk to George Lynch in what was a very news-making interview exactly a week ago here on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, take a moment to think about your undies. I know it's a little weird. But your first thought probably isn't, oh, they're awesome, which is why I want to tell you about me undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feeling good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, anything is possible. Me undies are made with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees, naturally soft fiber. It's a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. You got to try them. Me undies. You can get undies sent right to your door. No more hunting around for the perfect pair. Crowded stores. See them picked over inventory. Nope. Here's what you got to do. You got to get your me undies. And I'm sure you'll love them. You're, we're so sure you're going to love them that the first pair, if you're not happy, well, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them and they'll refund you. It really is risk-free to try the best underwear ever. Still not sure? Well, MeUndies has a deal for my listeners of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. First-time purchasers get 15% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. 15% off, free shipping, and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. So get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash trunk. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S, MeUndies.com slash trunk. MeUndies.com slash trunk. Hey, everyone. It's Scott Braun and Kelly Nash from MLB Network here with our new show, Baseball and Chill, exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Kick back with us each week as we cover all of the action on and off the diamond with player interviews and in-depth storyline analysis of what's happening in Major League Baseball. Relax with us every Tuesday on Baseball and Chill right here on Podcast One. Download and subscribe to new episodes exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. Also, rate us. Leave us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we would.
just a reminder that we would like you to help keep my podcast free and keep it with minimal ads. We ask you to take the podcast one survey. The responses help align the appropriate advertisers to my audience. It is a short and completely anonymous survey that will not take you more than five minutes. Two easy ways to do it. Go to podcastone.com slash my survey, or just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you've done a survey in the past, thanks, but we need you to do it again. All of us at the Eddie Trunk Podcast and Podcast One, thank you for doing so. Again, go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey or podcastone.com and hit the survey banner. Take that survey, support the program, and help us to keep it free and with minimal ads. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Welcome back to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As mentioned, two for you this week. First up, I have a conversation with George Lynch. I set the table for this a little bit earlier, let you know the site and where we did it and some of the newsmaking things that happen in it. So let's get into it right now with George Lynch on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. How are you, man? Right. I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I think last time we, we did this, we were on the cruise. We were on Monsters the Monsters of Rock, Rock cruise. cruise. We were doing that panel. So again, I saw you in a, in a pool-like environment, actually. I think I went to the pool right after the interview. Right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. We're having a couple of... Well, you know what? When you're, when you're doing these things, I mean, you know, there's, there's like our traditional touring where we're playing, you know, whatever. You know, we're playing uh, festivals and we're playing clubs. Or, and, you know, you're in and out and, you're, and it's, it's kind of a grind. Right. And once in a while you get to do something like this where... Uh, you know, playing for Randy, and we've, we've done this our third time here, and it's it's wonderful. It's, it's almost it's almost like a little bit of a vacation, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's a totally. It, and I've talked about this before. This is sort of a side of the business not a lot of people talk about, but mm-hmm. the the playing the private and the corporate gigs is a big part of the business these mm-hmm. days, right? And we did what well, we did one uh, night before last in in Orlando, and again it was wonderful. You know, yeah. yeah um, you get to actually relax and uh, not beat yourself up so much and enjoy. Uh, and enjoy the process because a lot of times the process can be very tedious. Right. You know, not complaining, but right. I'm just saying. So, what are you when you do a show like this? Are you going to get up and uh, do you have your band? Are you doing Lynch Mob here, or are you just plugging in with someone else? Uh, no, I'm not doing Lynch Mob actually. Uh, Lynch Mob dates pick up uh, Friday, uh, so I go from here to uh, Oklahoma. There's a festival in Oklahoma, then Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Okay. And those are Lynch Mob shows. Um, uh, but this is a different thing. Um, so Lando plays with Slaughter, right? Has his band called Blandini, which I love, and that's uh, and Jeff well, can sing his ass off. People right. don't know oh, that, but Jeff he, sings great. It sounds like Coverdale. I've just unbelievable. Like, blew my mind. I go, that giant voice came out of you. Yeah, I, he does. You look at the guy and you think you, you don't think it would be possible. He's he's phenomenal. He sings Heaven and Hell when he plays with Vince yeah. Neil, and it's unbelievable. He's the whole package. That yeah, guy. he he does everything. I mean, he's. That whole back line you see out there, he built that. You know, yeah. he drove it all out from Florida. He's got his crew. He's a machine. And he's the reason I'm here. He plugged me into this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he yeah. does all that sort of stuff, too. So He's a great guy. He's the, he's the foundation of, the, of that organization. And uh, he's invited me in a couple of times, too, because uh, we're friends and just to um, be part of the process. Yeah. Know? So we're doing some uh, doc, uh, actually quite a few docking songs and some Lynch Mob songs and uh, some covers. 
So let me ask you because we don't have a lot of time, but you, 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 I joke all the time about you're like you're, you're, you have so many bands, and you got you're, you're, yeah, it's you're, stupid. It's, it's yeah, you're so. like you're the Mike Portnoy of guitar, I think, at yeah. this point. But I want to run some stuff down and get a few things from from you on them. First of all, as far as Lynch Mob is concerned, it's it's somewhat it's always been somewhat of a revolving door. But what's going on now with the band as far as the singing situation? And right, right. You, well, you it's have. it's confusing, and I don't want to confuse people because it, it you know the thing with lynch mob is it's just a it's a, it is a revolving door and it's always in a state of flux and i've i've learned to accept that and just live with it um you know i when i was younger when i say younger i mean like in my 40s <laughs> you know i had this dream that that it would be just you know your garage band you know your friends from school and then and, and you would go on to make it and you'd be friends for the rest of your life and it's your family right well it, you know that I, I haven't been able to succeed i haven't been able to, to keep that together so Really, I've just learned to accept, you know, that things are going to change. That's the only thing that's inevitable is things are going to not remain the same. So um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with the band. It's going to remain intact. Uh, right now, it's Scotty Coogan, who's been in the band before. Who can drums. also sing great. Right. But uh, bass players, we've got Michael Devin sometimes, mm-hmm. and we've got Sean McNabb sometimes. So that's a revolving door there. And they're both wonderful, and that's great. Um, we also have two different singers, Robert Mason, who does 75% of the shows, and uh, Nathan Oontz is his last name, I believe. Uh, and I just met him because you played Rocklahoma with him. Yes. Which I didn't see you at Rocklahoma, but I saw Coogan and Michael. I saw everybody but you. We were on stage with Cheap Trick for a second. Well, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Surrender. Nathan, during Surrender, yeah. Right. I, I forgot the words, and Nathan was the runner <laughs> kid running around like like green behind the ears taking pictures of him with Robin Zander on stage in front of the audience. And I was like, dude, you're not supposed to do that, but whatever. <laughs> So uh, so so the lynch mob thing is you're gonna it's it, an amorphous it, it is people know that I think by thing. now I think people have, and let's be honest and I don't mean this with any disrespect towards anybody that's ever been in the band but people go to see lynch mob George Lynch lynch mob I mean they, as long you as know, you're there you know I started thinking about it, I go wait a minute it is your I, band. every time we have a, a member change I'm kind of thinking you know I sort of tend to kind of like blaming it on other things I'm go wait a minute what's the common denominator here maybe it's my fault. <laughs> I mean, I'm the reason I can't. These, I can't keep a band band together. But it's almost like a like an unwritten rule in the in the rock you know world here that you have to be in Lynch Mob. It's sort of a rite of passage. Everybody's got to punch their <laughs> ticket in Lynch right. Mob. Oh, I got to do the Lynch Mob thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, now you can go be in White Snake. You ever right? count how many people have been in Lynch oh, Mob? Dude, really? Right, Lynch Mob Survivor Club. Somebody like, told me L.A. Guns have had forty. Their manager told me forty-eight different people in funny. L.A. Guns in their history. I don't think you're that high. No, but they they could have meetings, you know, like 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 uh, what is it when you drink? What are the meetings? The alcohol anonymous? Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Lynch mob anonymous. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have a? a I want to. I got to get a quick break in, but if you have a second, I, I want to talk to you about Shadow Nation. I'd love to. Which is yeah. a, a documentary that you've been involved in. You also have a band with Corey Glover of Living Color that yes. uh, debuted some music. We Ultraphonics. actually debuted, Ultraphonics. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you about KXM. I want to ask you about Doc. I mean, and we then, did the world premiere of our Ultraphonics video on on your show i know on my site and then the other thing though is that there's a band that you're doing with everybody from docking but don right right with which docking minus docking minus docking docking minus don (laughs) with robert mason singing right robert just sent me a text saying the record was like just about done or something it's done i know it was going to be called super stroke what did the name change uh the hardest thing about being in a band is coming up with a name so is it still super stroke no it is not i i told you guys i can't do you have a name yet or no yes can you say it yet or no not yet 
I want to be absolutely 100% before I say it. Okay, so then don't say it because you want to probably trademark it and make sure you get all that buttoned up too. Okay. Well, that's going to be cool. So uh, George has a ton of stuff going on. We have about 10 minutes left to go. Let's get this break in. We'll finish up. We'll touch on as much of it as we can. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, well, relief is finally here, and that relief is called TheraWorks Relief. It is a topical foam that I have used. It clinically is proven to relieve muscle cramps fast. Plus, with daily use, TheraWorks Relief can even prevent muscle cramps before they start. I can tell you, ever since I've used it, it hasn't happened again in my back of my leg and my calf muscles. So you can get a full night's sleep. Do the activities you love without having to worry about muscle cramps. And you don't want to worry about muscle cramps. They're brutal. TheraWorks Relief only takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it does work. TheraWorks Relief. I recommend it to my family, my friends. The results, they speak for themselves. This is a life-changing product, and you don't even need a prescription. TheraWorks Relief, the choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Try TheraWorks Relief today and experience relief from muscle cramps for yourself. TheraWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at select CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreen pharmacies, or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That's TheraWorksRelief for your muscle cramps. Hey, humans. David Smalley here from the Dogma Debate Podcast, right here on Podcast One, where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to discuss at work. Religion, politics, abortion, racism, slavery, and that's only when we open the Bible. We discuss Islam, Islamophobia. What does that even mean? We chat with vegans, animal rights activists, and even visit factory farms to see it for ourselves. I invite people from multiple backgrounds to convert me into their worldview. But as long as they're okay with being respectfully challenged, you better bring your evidence. And I never lose sight of how both the left and the right are seeming to lose their minds. So basically, we're solving all the world's problems right here on Dogma Debate. And you've been missing it. Download Dogma Debate on iTunes, Stitcher, or PodcastOne.com. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. George has got enough to cover us here in the last few minutes. So shout I can out. talk about rat. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, actually, I heard you could talk about rat. Well, it depends what you want to talk about. Is it true you were offered the gig in rat? Mm-hmm. And you declined? Mm-hmm. And d- something you didn't want to do? The deal wasn't right? Anything you want to say about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we just couldn't come to uh, you know, an agreement on it. Something that still could be possible, or is it no, a dead issue? I don't think so. Dead issue. They haven't called me back. I've been staring at the phone. My wife's like, honey, you might want to go to bed or eat something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the rat phone to ring. No, I'm, I'm phone. good with it, dude. All right. All right. I'm playing with Blandini. Hello. It's better than a rat. Jeez. So I, haven't, I haven't been able to figure out what this Blando guy does. Though. He doesn't do much. Yeah, he's all over the place. Super lazy, like, yeah. like a maniac. That's his thing. He's just lazy. I mean, that's kind of his thing. His stick. 
Shadow Nation is a, is a, is is a film that you have been working on that you, I know is getting close to coming out, right? It comes T- out in August. Comes out in August. Give everybody a Reader's Digest version about Shadow Nation and the accompanying band, which is Shadow Train. Correct. Uh, uh, Shadow Train is the band that's the subject of the film. It's a documentary film about Native Americans and music, and you know, it's slightly political, or overtly political, actually. Um, but it's done within a musical context of a band that travels around through Native American reservations and, and other places and talks to pe- notable people you know, in music, uh, uh, you know, people with giant brains that, you know, that have way better ideas than we do and try to find, discuss solutions to you know, problems that have been you know, plaguing not just Native Americans but just people in general forever. You know? mm-hmm. um, and it's an attempt to do that. And so uh, I had a hard time... Uh, getting the film released because the, the feedback I got from a lot of distributors was, and this is not a money-making proposition, by the way. This is something that we just all sacrificed and dove into and put our time and money and effort into and love just because we felt it was important. We had an opportunity to, to make this film. And we made a lot of mistakes. And, and uh, you know, if I had it to do over again, geez. Uh, if I had one thing I could do over in my life, that would probably be the one thing I'd do now that I know how films are made. Right. Sort of. But uh, it took me three years to get distribution, and I basically essentially had to just give it away to get it distributed. And uh, But now it is coming out, actually coming out so people can see it, because that's why we made it. Right. And uh, the, what the, the, the feedback I got was, you know, if you had just made a film about a rockumentary, about, you, you know, your life or your view of music and how music relates to, to you know, political revolution and things that happened in the 60s and the 70s, you know, with, you know, that I'm a student of, I mean, we could have sold that, but the Native American thing is depressing. People don't want to hear about it, and that's that was the. Did you see film. the movie Stevie Salas did on uh, uh, Indians that rock the world or something? Did no. you hear about that one? No. That's Stevie that, helped me with the film a little bit, but I didn't know about that. Yeah, he he did a. You know, he's part of a film that's been out. And I think it's on Netflix or something of yeah. about. That's more about the the Native Americans musicians that we know, Link mm. Ray and people like that. And that was an interesting. That's film right. Too. I, I actually, uh, I think he interviewed me for that for that film. I'm, I don't know if I was in it, but maybe he cut my part. I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> Before we run out of time, but I want you to anyways. mention that so you can see that that'll come out in yeah. August. We do something more on that maybe when it's ready. How did you end up hooking up with Corey Glover and doing this Ultraphonics thing? Well, Ultraphonics is a really complicated thing, and I don't want to, you know, bend people's brains with all the logistics and the history. But we started out as the Infidels about six years ago. Uh, when I say we, I meant myself and Pancho Tomaselli from War, the bass player in War, and Sal Rodriguez, the drummer from War. And it was just an uh, improvisational uh, instrumental band and very politically oriented. Uh, and uh, although I don't know how you'd be politically oriented without vocals, but anyways, we hadn't figured that out yet. Uh, that became Project Infidelica with Angela Moore from Fishbone on vocals. We toured that for a while. We put out a record and then... Angela moved back to Fishbone, and we got Corey Glover to, re- Corey Glover to replace him, and we put out an, an album. Uh, the album is coming out actually, uh, right. I believe, in July or August. Okay. Um, it's called Original Human Music, and um, we've got a video out already, which was the debut premiered on your uh, website. website. Yeah, yeah. Rock walk. It's hard. It's actually a tongue twister. Rock walk run crawls. Right, saying that ten times real fast. Um. And uh, we planned a tour on it, which is kind of rare for, you know, the, a lot of people do projects, you know. Right. And a lot of times we don't tour on them. So we, we do have an agent and we plan on going out um, in the fall 
and doing some touring. And the, the last thing, because only because we're going to run out of time with Dokken, you the that song, that new song you guys did, the one new original song uh, you did from the day. another day was really good, Thank man. You. And I know that uh, you have this other band coming out with every with with Mick and with Jeff and yourself and Robert Mason singing, right? But is there is is the the whole Dokken reunion thing? backburnered again completely or would you like to revisit that again i would like to revisit it uh but i don't really i wouldn't bet on it happening although there is talk of at least one uh big show next year um but just you know, a one-off just sort of a thing? one-off i don't know if that's worth doing but we'll see but you're open to doing it i'd like to do more if i'm going to do anything i'd like to make it count you know. So if you were going to go back into Dock and Land, you want it to be more than just a sporadic show. You'd like to actually right. maybe make a record even? or Sure. I mean, when we wrote this, you know, Another Day, which is the song you're talking about that's on the current live record. Right. I was like, guys, obviously we still got, you know, there's something here worth pursuing. Let's do a whole album. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know. Do you like doing like the space you're in right now where you're doing all these different things, KXM, all the, I mean, yeah. you're playing all this different stuff, or would you like to, you said there was an offer to join Rat, would you like to join a, a band and just hang your hat in one place, or do you like doing all this different stuff? I couldn't see going back to the old model of doing a record every year and a half or two. I, I just, I love, I'm a, I'm a student, uh, you know, I love being in the studio, I love writing, and I'm going to write anyways. I'm going to record anyway, so might as well put stuff out because I can. I know it's confusing. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, as far as business, you know. But being a creative person, that's what you do. You mm. know? And um, I'm not trying to prove that I can be prolific or I'm not trying to say that, oh, I can be in all these different bands. I just really, because I have a little bit of a name, I have the ability to do it. People, you know, I'm able to play with people that I would love, that I love playing with. And enjoying the chemistry and, you know, makes me a, a different player, makes me write different, makes me play different, do all these kind of interesting things. It's fun. Why not? And, Why not and, have fun playing guitar? <laughs> and KXM. It doesn't have to be a job. KXM, another band with Ray Luzier and Doug Pinnock. Haven't done a live show yet, right? No, no. Still hope to do one? Uh, talk to Ray. If you can get him out of corn, I'd be... I'll be the first guy to. I'll see you at the airport. That that band, <laughs> that band, and those two records you made. That just screams to be heard live. That music, man. I think it just it feels live when you listen to it. It just yeah. well, it's recorded live. Yeah, it's written live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't go in with pre-written songs. We go into the studio. We rent a studio for two weeks, and then we make up an album. And yeah. then walk. And two weeks, we have an album. It's yeah. crazy. It's killer. It's stuff. a high wire act. It's kind of stressful. But I really have faith. We have faith in ourselves that we can do it because we've done it three times now. We have a third record coming out. Is that done? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, not vocally done. done. Oh, wow. But okay. It's all written and recorded. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully a live show one of these days soon. Well, lots going on in George We'll be George doing Lynch lots Land. of interviews in the future about all these other projects. <laughs> if I interviewed people. you for everything you put out, oh, we'd be talking sh- every day. <laughs> we might as well just move in together. Right? <laughs> My thanks to George Lynch and a lot of good stuff to dig into there with George. We could have... Went for quite a while talking, and it's always fun to discuss things with him and that interesting tidbit about Rat that made a lot of news in there as well. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. We will see what happens going forward with George and his many, many bands, and Rat for that matter as well. Like I said, Stephen Piercy played on that same event. He was on the property when that interview was taking place, and I talked to him later on off the air 
and uh, learned a little bit more about what's going on there. And then we'll find out when they reveal everything publicly somewhere in the near future. All right, let's do a break. We'll come back with our second interview on this week's podcast, and it features Bobby Dahl of Poison. That is next. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. True Car, I've been telling you about True Car for a while. Here are some useful car tips that you might not be aware of, and that is that a coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior, removing excess weight from your car. That'll improve your gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might also not be aware of. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right, True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. We're back with the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Joining me now, checking in from the road where they are currently on the road playing with Cheap Trick and Pop Evil. Bobby Dahl of Poison. I'll be hosting a show with Poison and Cheap Trick July 1st at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida. Here's Bobby checking in from the road about a week and a half ago. Enjoy. Bob, how are you, man? I'm fantastic, Eddie. How are you? I saw you there, but we didn't get a chance to talk much. <laughs> I know. You know, I saw, I talked to CeCe for a long time, which was great catching up with him. And Brett was running around there shaking hands and running, you know, in the crowd and on the fence and you know, being Brett. But I missed you and Ricky. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see either of you guys, but I watched you play. You sounded fantastic. How's things on the road? Everything's going fantastic. Don't worry. I didn't miss seeing you on the side of the stage. How could I? Oh. <laughs> I'm kind of hard to miss, Bob. <laughs> but the show was fantastic, and the tour is going fantastic, so everything's great out here. Well, that's good. I'm going to see you in Florida because I'm hosting the show you're doing at the Seminole Hard Rock on July 1st with Cheap Trick, of course. So I will look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and hopefully getting to say hello and uh, hang out a little bit down there. But yeah, you that's, live, our, that's you, our last one of the tour. And you live in Florida, don't you? Yes, I do. Just a couple hours north of there. All right, so that that works out well for you. You get to go I maybe mean, go home and sleep in your own bed afterwards. Yeah, I don't even have to hop on an airplane this time. I can just have my bus drive me on up to the house. <laughs> so, so Bob, how has it felt? You know, Poison. It's I know a lot of Poison fans very happy because in the last couple of years there's been activity with the band again. The last tour you did, and of course, currently out there with Cheap Trick and Pop Evil. How's the vibe in the band, and how are you feeling about what's going on right now? 
the vibe with the band and the tour and myself has been just fantastic. I mean, we know the Cheap Trick guys going all the way back to 86, 87 from the first Rat Tour when it originally started. It was us, Cheap Trick. It was Rat, Cheap Trick, Poison. And that was just a talk dirty to me took off. And the Cheap Trick guys were great, but they went on to do their own thing. And we stayed with Rat, as you know, for like a year, year and a half on that tour. And uh, we've done many a tour with them. And the Pop Evil guys are, are we just met them this year, but very nice guys. And the crowds have been huge and fantastic. The buildings have all been filled. And it's just been just been a blast. It's been great headlining again. And it's been this is 2018. It's been 10 years since we actually did a headline tour. So we did a few headline shows last year, but this is the first time in 10 years that we've done a whole tour. And, you know, I had Brett on a couple weeks ago talk, before the tour started and talking about all this stuff, too. And, you know, we were joking a little bit about the fact that you never know what's going to happen on a poison tour. And he said he didn't think on this tour he was going to have to dodge any flying bases from you going his way. So, so far, oh, nobody's throwing any in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he won't be. He, there shouldn't be a necessity, you know. But uh, <laughs> but but you must remember, just just so that everyone understands, there was a microphone that was thrown at me first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we laugh we laugh about that now, and Brett was laughing about it when when he was on a couple weeks ago, and we laugh about that. But I remember, I remember, I interviewed you guys at Henson. In L.A., you were at that point, the Poisoned record was about to come out. And that was just after that whole incident. And I remember sitting there with the four of you guys. It was for TV. It was for VH1 Classic. And you, the, I brought it up to you guys. It was shortly after it happened. And the funny thing was is that at the time, none of you could actually remember what it was even about. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, why did, why did that happen? To this day, I don't know what it was about, to be honest with you. Eddie. something... <laughs> Something just happened on stage that just, I don't know, it was just a little anger came out of Brett and, you know, a little anger came out of me and an incident exploded. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's in the past. And, you know, when you're in a band, you're like brothers. And, you know, sometimes you fight like brothers. But uh, but if I, you know, that's the million-dollar question. Why did it ever happen? <laughs> But you know what I also find fascinating? When people talk about uh, any level of dysfunction in Poison, here's the other side of that, which I think is amazing and unbelievably rare. You you could probably count on one hand, Bobby, how many bands are out there today that have all four original members. And Poison is one of those bands. That is unbelievably unique and special I mean, what do you attribute that to? I mean, of course, you had some lineup changes in the history of the band, but for the most part, it's always been the same four guys. How do you how do you account for that? You know, it's it's definitely the key to our longevity. You know, one of the keys to our longevity and our success. And what do I attribute it to? I attribute it to the fact that you know we 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 do love each other. You know, and at the end of the day, we're brothers. So. You know, when you're in a band and you've been together as long as we have, and, you know, it's, it, you know, though it's hard sometimes and you do have your fights and your arguments, you know, it's like, you know, I'm allowed to fight with Brett, but no one else is allowed to fight with them. I'll be the first one if someone was to go after Brett to take someone down. So, you know, it's, 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 you're, it, and it's like that with all of us, all four guys, you know. So we have our moments, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it's all about the band and the music and the 
and and it's just you know who know you know I don't really know what to give you as far as a solid answer on how we have managed to stay together this long, but it's because you know I guess at the end of the day we talk through things and work things out, and you know you know and just like a marriage, you know you just work through things. And as far as working through things, I mean, everybody knows that it, it would seem, and, and tell me and tell the fans if this perception is true. You know, Brett, as we all know, is out there everywhere working and doing what he's doing. And then the three of you guys, it would seem want to work maybe a little bit more as poison. So, and it wasn't too long ago that the three of you went out and did some shows under a different name with uh, Brandon Gibb. So, the whole dynamic in the band right now, do you feel like it's in a place where Poison as Poison can continue, or do you feel like after this tour is over, everybody's going to go back to their separate corners and it's going to be a little while before we hear from you again and that you could potentially go do some stuff again with other people? I mean, what have you thought about that and what the future is since everything's going so well now where you want to go when this ends? You know, I, I try not to get too far ahead of myself, to be, all, to be honest with you. But right now, business is very strong, and our future looks very bright. So I'm hopeful that we'll be back out next year. But having said that, until this tour is over and we get to a little further down the road, I don't, I don't know yet, you know. And uh, but I could see us working again next year, if not next year, the following year. But uh, I would like to see a, us go back out next year, and we are actually starting to have some conversations about it. And would that work for you? I mean, is that at this point, after 30 plus years of doing this, are you okay with that level of workload? Are you okay going out every other summer or whatever it may be? Is that, is that good for you? If it was up to me, we would work every year. So, you know, but there are four people in this band and that's one of the ways that we keep the band together is, is, you know, if any one person doesn't want to go, then there isn't going to be a tour, you know? So, you know, you, you have to keep that in mind as well. And and it isn't always just for Brett's reasons. I mean, there's always obviously other personal issues, too, that we have to deal with as we get older. And right. So, you know, so if, if time permits and we can schedule something for next year, we'll definitely probably be out there. But, uh, I mean, not definitely, but we hopefully will be out there. And uh, if not, it would probably be the following. Is there any side of you that would like to make a new Poison record? Have you thought about new material? Is that something that's even in your thought process at all? Oh, I would absolutely love to. But, the, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get the time set aside from everybody to, to get the commitment to go in and do it. And uh, it hasn't happened up until this point for since, like, 2007 when we recorded the live album. I believe it was 2007 when we recorded Live Raw and Uncut. But... Uh, would I like to? Yes, I would. You know, but that that takes a time commitment of several months of time, and you know, we'll see. You know, right now at this moment in time, it isn't in the process, but you never know. Did you ever think when you were a kid coming here and uh, go, moving to Los Angeles and putting up the posters on the Sunset Strip and all that? That that's what is it? Thirty thirty two years later, you'd you'd be out there playing playing the sheds and having cheap trick open for you and still seeing multi generations of fans coming out singing those songs? Eddie, we have a very blessed life and uh, I'd like to say that yes but you know, the one thing about poison is when we, we moved from Pennsylvania to LA, we thought we were rock stars before we were. And this industry, you have to go in with that attitude. So 
because if you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to make it, you know? So um, I always believed we were going to make it, but, you know, did my dreams, my, you know, the reality has far exceeded anything I could have ever dreamed. And in the live set that you're playing right now out on the road, what, what are some of the personal highlights for you in the set list? What's the stuff that you most look forward to playing when it comes up on that set every night? I know you've got a couple covers in the set, both, both some that you recorded and some that you didn't. And then, of course, you've got all the hits in there. But are there, are there highlight moments for you when, you when you're playing up there every night? Well, actually, both of the covers we did record. We, we recorded uh, Rock and Roll by Kiss for the uh, soundtrack for uh, Less Than Zero movie. And uh, and then the other song that we play that's a cover is Logan's Messina, Your Mama Don't Dance, which was a hit off of the uh, second album, off of uh, Open Up and Say Ah. But other than those two, it's all poison songs. And it varies night to night. You know, I love playing Ride the Wind. I love, I love all the songs. And, you know, when, when you have a catalog of, you know, 11, 12, top 40 hits, you know, it's, you know, it's the interaction between the fans that I feed off of. So there isn't any one particular moment. It's every night. It's a different moment. That's the highlight of the night. You know, one night it can be one song and the next night it can be CC's guitar solo, or it could be something Brett said, you know, when you're in the band and you're playing, it's, you, you look at it from a different perspective, I guess is the way to say it, you know, it might be, you know, it might be, you know, a fuck up that, excuse me, we're live on radio, but. It, it no, you can say that here. It's fine. Some, it, it might be a mistake that one of the band members made might be my highlight. It may be a mistake that I made. <laughs> so, you don't make yeah. mistakes, do you, Bobby? <laughs> oh, never, never. <laughs> I get, I think the cover, I think the other cover that I was thinking of, because I saw your set list while I was standing on the side of the stage, but I did have to walk away a couple times, but I thought I saw Bob O'Reilly on there. Are you doing that? Actually, it's been taken out, but we were just on the, uh, an intro part of the song into Ricky's drum solo. We weren't actually playing the whole song. It was just oh, like, that's uh, what threw me down. A few measures. Yeah. And, uh, but, but we actually ended up taking it back out, out for this year. So. We started and, and the, more with it on the first few shows, and then it came out. And and the last thing is, you know, you talk about the band you're on tour with, Cheap Trick. I mean, th- that's got to be even for you guys inspirational to watch and hear them every night because I know those guys extremely well, also. And and it's remarkable. I mean, they've got they've got ten years on you. And when you look exactly. and listen to Robin Zander and their catalog of songs and what how they play and that it's all real and it's all just the, the, how they sound, I mean, that's got to feel really good for even somebody like you to say, Jesus, look at these guys 10 years on from us and what they're still able to do. Absolutely. True story, too. My very first concert, I was, uh, I was probably 15, 16 years old, and it was called the Florida Jam. At, and I believe it was at the Tangerine. It was it was in Orlando. It was I believe it was Tangerine Bowl, but it was Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, Cheat Trick, Frank Marino, Mahogany Rush, Blackfoot, Brownsville Station, Hoochie, and the list goes on. There was about three or four other bands. I can't remember them all, but it was like a ten to twelve band list of bands. And of I like. I liked all the bands that played. Let me state that first. But Rick Nielsen and Chief Trick and Robin Zander and Tom Peterson, I mean, they just blew my mind. And 
they and I'm not saying it because they're out here on the tour with me this year, but that night they were my favorite performance of all the bands that played. And Aerosmith and Ted Nugent and all the other bands I named are some of my favorite bands as well. And so I don't want to, you know, diss anybody either. But it was just the connection with Cheap Trick. They were just like, it, it was the show that Rick put on and everybody in the band put on that was just very inspirational. And now to be, you know, and to meet them so early in our career and be able to work with them, what a highlight. What a highlight. And you don't re- you forget how many hits they have i mean they've got i mean they play a good they play a very balanced set they'll do they'll do some deep tracks too in there but they they've got more hits than people i think give them credit for i mean such a good band and they don't even rehearse man they just get up and play like i've i've talked to those guys and a minute before they've gone on and i'd be like hey do you ever think of doing tonight it's you and they go yeah we'll play it tonight and i'll be like but wait a minute! You don't even have to rehearse yet. It doesn't. We've never rehearsed. We don't. We, what do you mean rehearse? They just go up and do it. It's crazy. It really yeah, is amazing. Guys, all nice people, and we get along with them fantastically. So, anytime we get an opportunity to work with them, it's usually worked out, just like this year. And that's what you know. I think that's why this tour is going so well too, because you do get you know you know you, you've got you know the seventies into the eighties with Cheap Trick, and you've got Poison the eighties into the nineties. And then you've got Pop Evil from, you know, like the 2000s on. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a wide range of people, you know, that we're going yeah. to play in front of. And, Pop uh, Evil, so. yeah, it, Pop Evil shouldn't be forgotten in this either because I've known those guys and they, they really, they've worked real hard. Lee is a great front man. They really bring it and, uh, and that's a real good energetic band. So that's a great point. You've got three, cro- yeah. it's all rock across the board, but you've got three different eras being represented in one night. So that's that's a great point. It's it's a great show. I'm sure everybody's rocking their asses off on that opening slot out there in the heat and hats off to them because they're doing a really good job. And they're really nice people. Lee comes up and uh, comes up on the stage almost every night and does rock and roll with us. Actually, <laughs> nice, nice. So you got uh, June seventh, which is tonight. You're in Indianapolis, and then from there, Detroit, Chicago, Cincinnati. All the dates are at poisonofficial.com. You can find the tour, and it wraps up. As uh, as we just said, July 1st, the Hard Rock Event Center, Hollywood, Florida. I'll be down there hosting that one. Looking forward to seeing everybody and looking forward to saying hello to you, Bobby, and uh, and the rest of the guys. I appreciate a few minutes. Tell tell everybody I said hello, okay? You got it. And give a big hurrah to all your fans out there and looking forward to the entire month. And I love that we're playing in Florida because we're going down and we're doing campus St. Petersburg. And then we go to Jacksonville, and then we end in Fort Lauderdale, and we haven't played Florida in such a long time. So and that's my home state. So looking forward go. to seeing you. I'll see you on the first, my friends. Travel safe, okay? All right. God bless you, Eddie. Well, my thanks to Bobby Doll of Poison for checking in. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Look forward to seeing Bob and the rest of Poison and the guys in Cheap Trick with the show that I'll be hosting with them at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida on July 1st. Come by and say hello if you are in the area. Well, my thank you guys. Uh, I thank you guys greatly for listening, as always, to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Thanks to Katie Irizarry for producing and putting it all together. And I will see you next Thursday for another all-new episode at podcastone.com and iTunes, always free. Visit me on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and the fan page on Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the website. 
And don't forget, one more reminder, Trunk Fest, brand new TV show I'm hosting, coming to Access TV, July 1st is the debut, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Please DVR it. Please watch it. Please tell others I appreciate your support. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode. John Taffer. You probably know me because I've rescued thousands of bars, hundreds of them on TV. That's your future broken! I'm also a best-selling author, and I've owned and operated a bunch of other businesses. But now, I'm here on Podcast One with my new show, No Excuses. I only yell at calls. Every Tuesday, I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm giving you all things Bar Rescue, insider peaks of what's going on on the set, current events and topics you care about, with in-your-face analysis, and you know how straight I can be. And I'm going to have unforgettable guest interviews with the world's most interesting people, and I'm going to ask them the questions that nobody else has ever asked them. And yes, sometimes I can be a bit of an ass, but I'm going to shut it down every Tuesday and make no excuses. It's going to be the number one show here on Podcast One. Listen to it every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember, rate and review it, or I'm going to shut you down. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.